I guess we should go. Yeah, we should. I feel like we come in real hot at the top. We usually like start out like real, real on and in. This is what we're we're doing. Feeling it in it. It's incredibly loving us. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we're professionals. We're actors. We're actors. (laughs) We act. We have degree. Well. You have a degree. Okay, I was like, I thought you were gonna. I was like, please, my name is on the dang degree. Yeah, okay. it is. Um, hi, I'm Meryl K. Aaron, and I'm Connor Relier, and this is Bits, Bits over. over Broadway. I wasn't gonna finish. I started to go with you, and then I was like, we've done this before, and it was a bad situation. But I like that we do it, even though it says in our intro, "Bits over Broadway." Yeah. Well, I mean, like, but every podcast I listen to does that, and they're they all like, always "We should like, tell people what this is." I'm like, eh, right. no Everyone one is accidentally listening to this. No, I mean, like, <laughs> truly. Um, so, Meryl, do we have any business up I, top? Anything I, going on in the Broadway world? You know, are we moving and shaking? And I booking honestly and... have no business. Wow. Do you? You have business? Never. <laughs> Never. I've. I do nothing, and I know nothing. We listen. We all know that. So. Meryl and I don't do shit. That's true. Except this podcast and drink, but it's fine. <laughs> Usually at the same time. Yeah, okay. pretty much. <clears throat> well then, Connor, I will leave it to you to introduce yeah. today's guest. Okay, so we're very, very, very excited to have this guest <laughs> on the podcast. She's uh, one of our biggest fans, and also true. I'm one of her biggest fans. <laughs> what? What? Um. So today's guest is Becky Bouchel. She's my one of my oldest and greatest friends on the planet we have done so many shows together she has played my sister my mother my friend we have done so many different things together and we've been through it y'all and we are still (laughs) in it together living it and going for it every day um she's an incredible (laughs) opera and musical theater singer she's living it up in chicago and she's our first call-in guest yeah becky welcome to the pod thank you so much i literally listen to every single episode i'm your guys' (laughs) biggest fan uh it's an honor truly (laughs) we're so happy to have you we're so happy to have you i was about to play connor off i was about to start playing some music like (laughs) (laughs) i was shepherd hook i was going full oscar speech about becky he was excited i'm excited Uh, this is so fun I yeah. also forgot that I did play your mother until you started doing that thing. And I was like, oh, sh- yeah, you're right. Yeah, you did. In the Jekyll and Hyde play that we did senior year. Absolutely. Yeah, you played my mom. And then um, mm-hmm. that same year, you played my sister in mm-hmm. Secret Garden. <laughs> I'm versatile. I can play a teenager and an old woman in the same year. <laughs> it's true. It's very Just- true. Wow, incredible. <laughs> yeah. She's a talent, y'all. Hire her. <laughs> Hire Please. her. Please. Okay, so anyway, Becky... You chose Fun Home as yeah. this week's musical. I, I sure did. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the title is a fucking lie. It's very much a lie. <laughs> there is just, I mean, the show is great. There is so little that is fun about this show. <laughs> it's oh, so yeah. sad. So emotional. Yeah, it it's is. so sad. I know last night was a full moon, but I feel like even just oh that's even why it was so. so bright in my room. <laughs> You guys, I don't have mm-hmm. curtains, and I haven't had curtains for, like, weeks. I don't get any sleep. <laughs> it's just <laughs> the sun and the moon. It's just right on my face. Just waking Literally me up every, day. every dang moment every of the day. Every dang moment of the day. <laughs> so, let's dive into Fun Home. I have a synop. Meryl, go for it. <clears throat> Thank you. Well, actually, you know what? 
Okay, here we go. Fun Home is a musical adapted from Alison Bechdel's 2006 graphic memoir of the same name. The story concerns Bechdel's discovery of her own sexuality, her relationship with her gay father, and her attempts to unlock the mysteries surrounding his life. Or, as it says in the show... Allison has this line my dad and I grew up in the same small Pennsylvania town and he was gay and I was gay and he killed himself and I became a lesbian cartoonist which I think both of those are accurate yeah. summations <clears throat> of this story pretty well yeah <clears throat> um <clears throat> pardon me that, that uh, line actually is lifted straight out of a YouTube video of Allison Bechtel talking about her life okay i wondered she actually said that yeah that seems right yeah i'm like that would be hard to jam into a cartoon yeah absolutely or a graphic novel um so just some facts about the show up top it was the music was written by janine tessery and the lyrics and book were written by lisa cron um it was According to Wikipedia, and we all know how we love Wikipedia at this podcast, it was the first Broadway show with a lesbian protagonist, though I beg to differ because we have what? talked about Rent on this show. But she's not the protagonist. Like She's one of the characters, but I would right. not call her the protagonist okay. of that show. Okay. If we're talking like lead characters, lead characters. then yes, I would agree that <clears throat> Wikipedia is correct in that. Okay. Okay. We can, we'll go with Wikipedia right. on that one. Connor would love to object. I would. I would love to be like, hey, let gay people live. But, you know, apparently, I mean, we're they're not trying. Worth it. <laughs> um, it opened off Broadway at the Public Theater. Hey. Hey. So if you're playing or drinking game at home, drink. Drink. The public theater. <laughs> uh, so on September 2013, and it closed in January 2014. And then it opened the next year on Broadway at Circle in the Square on April 2015. And then stayed open for another year and a half and closed in September 2016. Mm -hmm. It was nominated for 12 Tony Awards and won five, including Best Musical. And that's all of the facts I have. Um, Also won a Grammy Award. Yes, it did. For the soundtrack. Um, And I would like to, really quick before we get in, and I promise we're going to let Becky talk, um, but Connor and I have to hear the sound of our own voice for a solid 10 before we we can let anyone else speak. Very obsessed with ourselves mm-hmm. um allison bechdel is also incidentally the uh kind of credited with creating the bechdel test yes which is the uh very minimum standard of <laughs> of film having two women characters uh who talk to each other about something other than a man so it's three criteria for like longer than two minutes right or something just like that. just just not just, even there's not even a time i mean that. like Obviously, like, hello doesn't count, but sure. as long as the conversation that they're having does not. It's just three things. Woof. Two women, they have to speak to each other, and it has to be uh, not concerning a man. So, um, interesting. It, I, she's so She's got that, and she's got this, which is, um, again, semi-biographical, like, yeah. obviously a little bit in embellished probably for dramatic flair but <clears throat> overall sticks pretty true to her graphic novel for so, sure all right well let's jump in um i did want to ask becky top. really quick becky you saw the tour in chicago correct yeah i saw actually a, a year ago yesterday i saw it that's um that's incredible and can you then yeah oh and then i just recently saw it again a different version at the uh victory garden theater in chicago it was the first like non-touring like a regional show. theater yeah yeah cool. um so i just saw that one too 
And you've and also read the graphic novel, right? I think several I times. That. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, did uh, I buy I that for you? No. No, no, I got that one for myself. Okay. Uh, but no, I actually have it right here next to me, just so I can feel out. That's amazing. With me. Okay, um, so I did want to ask, since like you have seen the show, and Meryl, I don't think you have seen it, right? I have not. And neither have I. Um, so I wanted to ask you, like, translation between the graphic novel and the musical, how well does it, like, go from page to stage? So good. Um, like, do you hate very... me for saying that? Hashtag page to stage. <laughs> I mean, stage. did I wish you were dead in that moment? A little bit. I but... wish I was dead <laughs> like, honestly, in that moment fine. as well. I because there was a there was a class at Mizzou that was page to stage yeah. to screen. Yeah. I... Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're not getting into Mizzou bashing again. <laughs> Becky, talk. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, no, it's it's really I mean, I I, I listened to the show before I like read the graphic novel. Um, but it is pretty ac- it's like very, very accurate to the uh to the novel. And like even in interviews with Alison Bechtel herself, she's like, I didn't know how this was gonna go. This seems like not a weird this seems like a pretty weird topic for Broadway, but she's yeah. like in working with the cast and like working with everything, she's like, sometimes I forget like what was dramatized and what was like things that I actually said because they did such a good job of adapting it. I can't ask wow. for more than that. That's, I mean, that's so incredible. it's super accurate. Um, and there's, she even, Alison Bechtel, like, wrote a comic strip about her experience seeing it on Broadway, <laughs> and it's really funny. Um, but it's great. That's awesome. They did a very good job adapting it. Were you, um, <clears throat> pardon me, were you a fan of Alison Bechtel prior to the show? Or no. did you kind of find her through the show coming out? I found her through the show uh, because I myself was coming out as the show was. Oh, and cool. And so then I found this show and I was like, oh, my it's God. Happening. Who, is, who is she? And then I just dove head first and I read Fun Home. Like the, the day after the Tonys mm-hmm. when yeah. it won, I went to Barnes & Noble and I bought the graphic novel and I read it in two hours. Um, and then I've read it a couple times since and I've read everything else that I get my hands on. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. That's no one's ever used the word obsessive to describe me, but oh, never, you know. never in our lives have we ever said never. that about Becky Bouchel. <laughs> but getting a real sarcastic, get a real sarcastic. Okay. Um, so, should we talk about the show? Let's do it. I mean, like it. more than we already are. Like diving in. Um, first note: I had a hard time at the top of this show, but the back half. Ooh, baby. Fuck me <laughs> up. I like Ooh, basically from, well, I mean, it's the last like six songs has me up in it. But the top I was just really like trying to figure it out, trying to figure out who who was what and which and sure. where. Sure. Um, yeah. So I would say if you're listening to this and you're not watching it. Oh, Connor's getting over bronchitis, so you'll have sorry, to excuse you guys. the coughing. I tried to get him to cough into a pillow, but he was like, I can't breathe. Whatever. <laughs> um, She's trying to strangle me. It's, it's so okay. I would just say, if you're listening along, then I would start, like, like just power through. Um, and then mm-hmm. the back half is great. <clears throat> not that the first part's not great, but I think the first part resonates a little bit more once you have listened to it. Sure. Okay. Definitely. On re-listens, it grows yeah. on yeah. It real it really builds. Mm-hmm. Um I so it's listed as a tragic comedy 
or like a dramedy, but I don't see a lot of comedy in the show, at least in the recording. A lot of the there's comedy... a l- okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of comedy in like the scenes that aren't in in the music the, part. Okay, and it's also like this the weird like super dark humor like. Yeah. So much of it, like, shouldn't be funny, but you're laughing anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Like, the whole um, part where the kids are making the commercial for their funeral home. Right. Like, sure. <laughs> that's very I, That's very. That song is, like, very much the tone of all of the comedy in the show. Okay. okay. I mean, yeah. it does take place in a funeral home. Right. <laughs> yes, that's what the fun home. Yeah. Sure, sure, right? sure. Yeah, we should explain that joke. Right. It's a... It's a nickname they have for for their own house they live in the funeral like the funeral home is part of their house right because it's a family business got it Mm -hmm. um also we should mention this story does take place there it it has like three separate timelines Mm -hmm. not timelines in the sense that like three different things are happening or like in a different world there's three allisons there's three allisons there's small allison when she's a child medium allison when she's in college and then present day Allison who is like in the process of writing the graphic novel. Now, Becky, I have a question for you because you've seen it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Is present day Allison always on stage at her desk? Yes. Okay. Um, I wonder from the tone of performance. Yeah. She's either at her desk or just sort of like observing the scenes and like making notes and trying, but she's always there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I kind of like that. I like that Mm -hmm. as a um as like a a tool an artistic tool of showing that um you okay meryl mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> was that whiskey a little bit much hit me it hit me real hard <laughs> uh meryl's over here making uh faces really, at me sorry it's really great um yeah no i really like that as an artistic tool of showing that mm-hmm this is Allison remembering and like trying to recreate her past and like come to terms with what happened when she was a child and like growing up and all that. For sure. I love Sydney Lucas. She's uh, the actress who plays small Allison. She's great. In the, um, in the cast recording, she is small Allison and I think she's incredible and just proves my point that adults should never play children. (laughs) Looking at you. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Literally. Or also spelling bee. Yeah. Like, kids are great and can be funny and poignant and, like, yeah. have... <coughs> can be great. So, kids should be kids is the hill I'm going to die on with this podcast. <laughs> also, uh, horniness shouldn't be. No. Oh, also, that's something. Oh, horniness oh. is not punished. You think I've got a whole section in I'm sure you do. Um coming through so i just wanted i have a listen you guys i really so okay sorry let's (laughs) back up let's explain i'm sorry i jumped right to this no you're good um (laughs) when when i gave the synopsis her gay dad is closeted yes for the Mm -hmm. record um just feel like if you don't know the show you should know it is he is struggling with his sexuality um in in a different way than than Allison is. Obviously Allison feels um okay to come out and does come out and that's part of mm-hmm. the story of the show. She is struggling with her sexuality in the sense that she's like, "Oh, I'm a lesbian and I'm saying it out loud for the first time even though I've kind of always known that I was." And her dad is 
uh, gay and just doesn't talk about it right. and is married. So, you know, he and Allison's mother are together throughout the show. Right. Um, and that is the biggest sort of source of conflict for him. Right. I would like to make it very clear. I hate this dad. <laughs> I hate him so much. He makes me so angry. Right. <laughs> Becky, how do you feel about the dad? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I very much agree with you. I, my vi- uh, my perception is muddled because I am literally in love with Michael Cerberus. No, absolutely. <laughs> Understandable. Like Bruce Bechtel, however, is, is just a hard no from me. Uh, like hard. Yeah. Hard no. He is. Mm-hmm. Mm, the every like every <laughs> other one of my notes is just who? Why? Who, right. How? Right. Just because you're like in the closet doesn't mean you get to be an abusive asshole to your whole family. Absolutely. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anyway, okay, so... And um, also, doesn't mean you get to be a pedophile? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that too. Yeah, I big wrote mood. that down. Also, I, like, I w- big mood right now in fucking Hollywood. <laughs> in, like... In, oh, my God! Uh, yeah, that was tough. Flat circle. Tough, tough. That was tough to come into. I will... <laughs> I'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, the Welcome to Our House on Maple Avenue, which I really like that. I, I like that song. Um... Someone is coming to look at their house. Uh, Bruce Bechtel is really into renovating and sort of antiquing yeah. um, <laughs> and sort of cr- recreating their old Victorian house in the style of the time. Um, I'm working on a theory that all people who renovate to the style of the time of their house are, there's something wrong with them. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not ready yet, but I will be coming out with a, like a 25 tweet store, 25 tweet tweet store. As soon as I get my 280 I can't characters. wait to retweet the entire thing. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting tone, though. Welcome to our house on Maple Avenue. So, so he's panicking. Right at the top, um, Bruce is like, oh, my gosh, she's here. What are we going to do? She's coming. What are we going to do? And his um, his wife, Helen, sure. is like, you go upstairs. You, you shower. I'll get the house ready. Mm-hmm. And it's such an interesting... Like before you know anything about it, it's such a pretty song at first. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's gonna want this, he's gonna want that. You know, he wants this this way, he wants the chairs here. And to me, on first listen, it read like, um, that's just such a like loving thing to sure. know how your partner wants things or or um what their preferences are. That feels <clears throat> like a really um sweet kind of mm-hmm. like oh i know what you're gonna say before you even say it that kind of relationshipy thing and then there's a line where bruce hollers from upstairs he's like where's my bronzer stick which is <laughs> iconic it's truly incredible and then oh the door slams and it's just this incredible like 180 tonal shift absolutely of oh it's not out of love that she knows these things although it might be and it might be just length of time together but it is truly because if things are not the way that they should be he's a monster yeah and Mm -hmm. they do that so well throughout the show uh, these tonal shifts Mm -hmm. where he is totally fine and then all of a sudden he is a a month like he is insane and screaming and yelling and threatening to hit people and it's just like 
Yeah, and calling the mom like a stupid bitch. Yeah. And, like, oh just, my god, it's awful. It's, it's awful. terrible. I hate this guy so I, much. I told Meryl. I told Meryl before we started recording, and I'm saying this now to Becky and our audience at home. <laughs> I wrote a note during the mom's etude when she's singing about how she because the mother knows about. Mm-hmm. Bruce as a living as a gay man and being closeted and all that and she like knows all about it and she's singing this song about how she wishes that she could have like had a fulfilled life and she doesn't feel like she's been happy because she's been married to this man who's like having problems with his sexuality and all that kind of thing and I just wrote I really want this mom to be happy <laughs> like I oh. want her to be happy so bad yeah and I, I like was thinking I was like after he died I really hope that she was able to like be have happy. a good life yeah like because she's a real person right mm-hmm. I don't know I'm just this mom gives me kinds of feels <laughs> yeah it takes I just like when when small Allison starts singing he wants and that's a uh, yeah. a, a motif a mantra a phrase that gets repeated throughout the show <laughs> he wants he wants I want and then mm-hmm. Allison sings I want I don't want yeah it's interesting how that gets played with and the tones that it's said in but when a small Allison in this song chimes in. He wants, he wants, I'm like, oh, the whole family is just under his weird yeah. thumb. I hate it. Oh, I hate it so much. Yeah, Bruce is kind um, of terrible. And there's a part uh, when, when at the towards the end of the song, when he's talking to the, the woman that comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the kids are all like sitting there nice and perfect and pristine and like whatever. But, uh, oh man, I have the music right here mm-hmm. oh so he's like talking to the woman that's come in to like see their home and interview whatever and they're all just sort of smiling providing backup vocals but then underneath it it says helen and the kids are singing what is he after what are we doing right foot is tapping that means he's stewing stay very still and maybe we'll please him maybe one make one wrong move and demon sees him try hard what else is family for he wants he wants he wants he wants um was just there you go that's it <laughs> Oh. I okay. I couldn't hear that on the recording. Like I couldn't make out yeah, what they were really saying. Yeah, it's really layered. Over it's very, there's so much layering going on so in the track. It's hard. I'm, it's it's cacophonous. Yeah. If you, yeah. I feel like that's it's a soundtrack you have to listen to over and over and over. Absolutely. Again. And like yeah. just hearing you say those lyrics, oh. like that, it's chilling. Is just so disturbing. It's yeah. And then he goes, "I did it all myself." Right. Which I get. He's probably talking about the renovation, but like. After you've just heard this song about them tearing through the house, like cleaning and storing and stacking right. and arranging, he's like, "Yeah, I did it all." I'm like, "You rat bastard!" <laughs> I am so, I'm mad. Three songs in, I'm, I'm f- mad. Um, yeah. Just a- and I mean, like, the dad is so. I mean, because the, I mean, mostly because the show is about her relationship to her father, but he is mm-hmm. so present and everything that the show is about yeah even when she's coming out oh yeah and and she's uh when it's medium allison and she's like talking about like discovering being a lesbian and like all these things Mm -hmm. like there's still this shadow of her father standing over her and you like feel that throughout the entire show yeah it's just he's chilling haunting and i don't like it it's terrible uh this the so i think the a lot of this takes place in uh, or for the um, small Allison times, it's like late 60s, early 70s. My, it's the 70s, yeah. It's the 70s. Okay. 
and it shows in the music. Like come um Come to the fun home. To the My fun literal home is, first note is just we are in the seventies. Yeah, yes. it is Jackson Five Aretha Franklin realness. I like love that. like seven year old children just yelling "Sakatu Misakatu." Yeah. Sakatu. Yes. At one point, someone someone calls one of the brothers calls Miles and Tito. Like <laughs> someone says Tito. Like it is Jackson Five. I love what we have, Tito. Yes, oh my god. Yes, exactly. It's so funny. That's hilarious. Um, but it's great. It's like. A real pick me up. It's hilarious to yeah. listen to kids talking about embalming fluid and um, aneurysm hooks. What the fuck and is I, aneurysm? I feel like I said it earlier, but like this song, I feel like uh-uh. sets sort of the tone for the the like humor in the show, the for like sure. lighter aspects, because sure. like it's still pretty dark. Yeah, but, like, you're laughing at it, and it's funny. Um, and I feel like that's sort of how all of it is. Like most of the humor and most of the entire show is like weird and morbid and dark but like sometimes you still find yourself laughing at it and i feel yeah. like this song sort of encompasses that like perfectly yeah for I sure feel like you have to be pretty like a pretty jovial person the um so i obviously i'm from a small town right um i've said it before but uh, we are good friends with kind of the town funeral director mm-hmm. basically he's kind of the only funeral home in town and he's one of the funniest nicest like most upbeat people I've ever met in my life. His family is great. Like I, I mean, it's just at odds with the line of work that he's in. Again, and the most gracious, like caring, empathetic kind of person. Right. And also at the same time, just like you're a funeral director. This you're full of <laughs> embalming my you just, aunt like, who just out. died. Yeah, like, there's just like ugh. dead people regularly. Right. It's just crazy. That's so, yeah, that's weird. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird um, thing. But you know, we need yeah. them, apparently. Um, so Helen's Etude, we talked about. Um, yeah. I feel like it's funny that this type of, there's a line, this type of married guy it's yeah. such a storyline. It's such a sitcom storyline. Like if this were a sitcom, right? Then we would be like uh, from Roy's point of view, mm-hmm. and he—that's the the guy that Bruce is trying to kind of seduce downstairs. Yeah, they're like while Helen's upstairs. slash gardener slash mm-hmm. where like Roy's talking to his friends, and they'd be like, <laughs> "You can't date a closeted guy. You deserve to be with someone right, who's out." Right. <laughs> this just feels like a Will and Grace like. Jack finds out yeah. that his new boyfriend's closeted yeah. and now we're having a moment about it. Mm-hmm. But it's just a different it's a different time. It is a different time. <laughs> it's also I find it really funny um or not funny, but I just really like that we're kind of exploring this idea of queerness pre-AIDS crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah. Oh yeah. We're also exploring this idea of qu- what it meant to be queer in the 60s and 70s and like coming up in a era where that was really not mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. That was like your sense of obligation yeah. to not even just like not being in a relation a same sex relationship but n- you can't even be a bachelor like right. single forever like you are obligated to have a family. Absolutely. And maybe like you want a family. But yeah. that means you got to put up with the wife that comes with it or the mm-hmm. husband that comes with it. And uh, and like doing things on the sly and like, yeah, like having yeah. like Bruce does having extramarital affairs and all that, which so like on one end, 
I really don't like Bruce as a character or mm-hmm. as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a terrible person. He treats his family like shit. But on another end, it's such an interesting look at this idea mm-hmm. of queerness and this identity of queerness mm-hmm. in a bygone era when mm-hmm. that was the norm. When people were living in the closet, but yeah. they were also married and had kids and like all of these things. Just it's I don't know. I really like it. And it's a interesting ex- like exploration of queerness in that era. For sure. Um, <clears throat> uh, I just wrote I'd kill for some really good. No nukes posters <laughs> right now. Yes! It, today's okay. world. <laughs> I too, I too would love some no nukes posters. <laughs> Truly, Joan is yes. one of the best characters in this show. I love her, and it's, I it's probably just because I'm like a raging lesbian. But every <laughs> single scene that her and middle Allison are just on stage together, uh-huh. I start weeping Ooh. with so many emotions. Yes. Like even in the funny parts, I'm just sitting there sobbing because it's like so, like. The, these little scenes when like Allison, uh, like middle Allison is like explaining to Joan, like, Oh, this is how I realized I was gay. Or like that weird tension between the two of that. Like yeah. all of those things are just so real. And yeah. I, right. and so many of my friends have lived them and it's just like hysterical and like, so touching and just like I love Joan and I love everything that she does. Yes. She's great. She, yeah. I She's love, great. I love the, like the I mean, not balls, but like to just go up to someone and be like, I think it's so cool that your parents are cool with you being a dyke. Right. It's just the funniest. It's so good. That that scene when she's explaining like, well, I I like went to the store and I went to a bookstore bookstore, and then uh, and she's like, well, and then I saw this book and I was like, I'm a lesbian and I bought that book and then I read that entire book in one night and then I went back the next day and bought every single book in that section and it's like... I am not going to name names, but I have at least two very close friends that that is their exact coming out experience. Yeah, like they were like, they were like, oh, I just read these books, and I was like, yeah, me too. And it's so fucking funny. Um, I mean, like, truly. But also, knowledge the part it is. when uh, it's like at the end of that track, the like dialogue where they like have that moment, and then Jones like, so I should probably go, like. <laughs> iconic yeah so good um yes (laughs) joan is great and uh just from again reading the wikipedia she is on stage for more than just yeah this this kind of hookup she they date yeah am i wrong okay no you're right okay um because she like comes in she like goes and at the end of the show she like visits the home in Pennsylvania that's right that's right and like goes back for like and her mom's like oh this is your friend yeah Uh, which is another moment but listen we have all been in that situation where our parents are like oh this is your friend and you're like "Mm, yeah Uh my friend that I sleep with and you know the thing is the thing is (laughs) I I have not yet but I watch that scene and I'm like uh oh it's coming up I know it's coming (laughs) awaiting me um but yeah um also oh, i was just gonna make another point about joan but i got really excited and forgot it um, <laughs> you gotta write down these hot joan takes yeah <laughs> yeah write them down um okay so i have been listening to a lot of uh 
LGBTQ pods lately. Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. Um, nice. So Cameron Esposito, she's a stand-up. Mm-hmm. She has one yeah. um, query, which is great. Uh, and um, she also is on an episode of homophilia which is dave holmes matt mcconkey their Mm -hmm. their pod anyway they referenced she was talking about her her like first girlfriend she's like you know we were together for five years that old stereotype and i was like i did not know that this was a stereotype but apparently (laughs) it's like a stereotype for lesbians to just like find a person and then meet them and then just like have a long-term relationship with them you ever heard of u-haul lesbians because that's my whole life like (laughs) What is a U-Haul lesbian? <laughs> Becky, you know Hold that on. I don't know these things. <laughs> All right. So the joke is like, what do lesbians bring on a second date? And it's like a U-Haul, which is my... Because you're moving in. <laughs> because you're like, let's go. We're doing... We're we're, married, now we're living our lives together. Cats. Like, that's it. And that is exactly yeah. my experience. Yeah. And so many of my friends, yeah. it's just like... All right. Well, we had one date. Well, time to adopt a child. Like exactly. <laughs> yes. So, so that brought me to. Okay. Like I did not oh know this God. was a thing. That's hilarious. Except then, you know, you you learn so much listening to podcasts. Truly. You guys. <laughs> um, but that brought me to changing my major, and oh. I was like, okay, so is this kind of a joke? Is this kind of a joke about that? Or also, is this just like such a read on every first relationship ever when you're like, mm, yes, I've kissed this person and now we're in love. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my whole life now. And right. <laughs> like, I felt very red on changing my major. Yeah, no, I <laughs> oh my God. And I also said, I wrote down, changing my major is literally everyone's first gay sexual experience. <laughs> I think everyone's first experience, like, yeah. not to appropriate gay culture here, but like, <laughs> I mean, I think even the straights can agree. Like we sure. all had a relationship where we were like, whoa, <laughs> this is our life. <laughs> this person is all that exists. And it might happen to you when you're in high school. I think it's a little more intense yeah. when it happens to you in college yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. But like, I think, I think uh, everyone can has experienced this moment right. where you're just like a minute in and you're like, Oh no, this is, <laughs> I've this been is trapped. Who, this is my life now. Oh. This is who I am. So there's a scene right before changing my major that I don't believe is on the soundtrack, okay. but like Joan comes back into her room and she's like so excited. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'm a lesbian. Cool. Great. And they're like, and Joan's like, welcome to the club. And it's like kind of awkward. And then <sighs> Joan says something about, like being with like a girl or like sleeping with a girl or something. And then Allison's like, no, 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 no. Like, no, like I, just because I'm like not attracted to men, like that doesn't mean like, she's like, I'm asexual. Like, I don't, I know that I'm not attracted to men, but like maybe why does that have to mean that I'm attracted to women either? And then Joan kisses her Uh and they, Allison just is like, Oh my God. And like pulls back and then immediately just like leaps onto Joan and just starts making out. Ah! And then they both kind of like stop. And then they go back into it and like the scene fades and then like cut to changing, changing my major. It's and like so she good. wakes up and it's like, oh God, this is what happened. But uh oh I love God. that. It's such a oh, good it's song. It's so beautiful. It's the best. Um so yes. when this musical was like 
when the recording got released on Spotify, like however many years ago, yeah. my roommate in college, she was like always up to date on like the new musicals coming out. And so she was listening to this one day and this was like right as I too was coming out. Um, you and I was, like the soundtrack. We're coming, we're coming out. out. Yes. Um, <laughs> so she's listening to this song and I hear it from her room and I was like, hold on. Is that, that can't be what I think it is. Is she really, is that, and I like went in and I was like, what's going on? And she was like, oh yeah, no, this is a girl singing about this girl. And I was like, a what? <laughs> um, and I was just shook to my core. And then it's like my favorite song. And then like, sorry, mom, but like after my first gay experience, um, I listened to this song for the entire two and a half hour ride back up to Madison. So, <laughs> sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. But, uh, just like don't listen to this last few minutes but also <laughs> one last thing so i've i've uh sung this song for a couple of things okay. and i love it i love every single thing about it just one detail um the name joan <laughs> is my mother's name yes it is it, it, it is. absolutely is your mother's name it is my mother's name so i because I'm such an actor, I can change it, but it doesn't change the fact that it's goddamn Joan. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah. But but this song, I I literally have written down like the most important song in the entire musical theater canon uh, because I love to exaggerate. True, true. But so true. it's just so wonderful that like feeling of like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like, and there's right. that line that's like. I thought all my life I'd be all alone. Mm -hmm. And then you finally realize like, no, this is what I've been wanting. I just didn't know it. And now that I've got it, it's like the best thing that I've ever experienced. And it's just so life changing and so beautiful. And she's scared, but she's happy and she's conflicted. And it's just, Oh, it's just my favorite thing. And I love it so much. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a good earnest depiction Mm -hmm. of that first sort of love Mm -hmm. in a way that it doesn't you're laughing because you experienced it but you're not laughing at her for overreacting at all you're just like oh my god remember when you were like that and your brain had never felt endorphins before and then all of a sudden you're like oxytocined out just like holy moly skin to skin i need like to just like touch a human person right i just think it's such a nice no song has ever been written so well as this <laughs> changing my major is no, so truly. good so it's good such a good i mean horniness is red to filth and it's <sighs> perfect Amen. and i i just really love <clears throat> that it's a show like the entire show is about this one woman but they're able to translate that experience into a universal one. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. so, yeah. it just speaks to like the, the production. Gays and straights and like, alike. Yeah. Like everyone <laughs> knows what that feeling is. And it's just, it speaks to the book and the production and the musical. And then it like fully deserved the Tony that it like, fucking won. I, I agree. I really, really, I think that was probably the turning point for me. Um, yeah. Getting into the show, not being sure about it for the first half and then changing my major. I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm on board. Like, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in for this. Um, I also think it should be noted that um, if you have not seen a production of Fun Home, Middle Allison sings this song while wearing a polo t-shirt, some tidy whiteies, and some white knee-high socks. And yes, that's, it. <laughs> that's incredible. 
Who um, reminds us? I have almost worn that as a Halloween costume for the past three years, but I haven't done it yet, but I will someday. You need to do it. <laughs> oh, oh, my like, God. Just the best. That's so, that's incredible. Um, mm-hmm. All right. We're chugging right along. Yeah, we are. The next thing I have is Leapt Out of the Closet. Oh, yeah. Which is a couple big times mood. ahead. So if if there's something Truly big in mood. the interim, then um, we can talk about it. Oh, I... Wait. I also wrote a little bit about Ring of Keys. Is that before or after? I think that's after. I, that's after. Okay. We'll, I think. Um, okay. Well, while we find our spot, we'll take a quick break and um, we'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. All Sounds right. good. Cool. Woo. Okay. We are back hello did you guys like those messages from our sponsors there were a lot and we have <laughs> there were so many were, and i mean like i had to turn we're just people like, down they were yeah. like can i sponsor your podcast oh my god oh my god and we were like no you can't we have too many we have so <laughs> too many people coca-cola himself yeah. was like a knock a nickety knock listen i can only record so many blue apron ads <laughs> You guys, I can only do it so many times. Uh, I'm currently leveraging offers between Casper and Lisa, so get get ready for Which next one's week, Lisa? y'all. Is Lisa a new? Lisa also is a. Ma- hey, Connor, listen to literally any pop. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I'm sorry, I don't partake in the media that we're part realize of. you were like beginner level podcast listener. Okay. <laughs> when you get up to over 20 hours of content <laughs> a week, like me. <laughs> listen. I had Do you guys to know delete. how hard it is to listen to a sound ca- like a cast album when you're trying to also listen to eight <laughs> podcasts a day? Oh my god, you not guys. enough hours. Listen, the struggle's real. We're all living it. We're all going through it. <clears throat> just it's gotta, great. just gotta listen while I sleep. Yeah. Absorbed by osmosis. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Did we ever find out where we were in the show? No, you thought we were at Ring of Keys. Are we like six? Are we at Max? Woof. Maps. Yes, yes, yes. That's oh, right maps. before okay. Left Out of the I'm Closet, right, right? Or no, Left Out of the Closet is the talking part right before Maps. Yes. Listen, I... Mm-hmm. So, like, this is the one of the shows that I'm very underprepared for. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I have two pages of notes, <gasps> and that's it. And three, and uh, Becky, like, n- not to spoil it, but, like, he has six sentences that are written in all caps, taking up like four lines. It's true. So that is very on brand for Connor. Though, not then. even yeah, no, two and a half right. pages. She's right. Can I just tell a quick story about Becky and I? You may. Okay. Oh God. So, I'll allow it. so one of the very first times I was ever going to visit Becky at Wesleyan, which is her undergrad school that she went to. And you just <laughs> figured out that you're a lesbian. <laughs> You went to Wesleyan? <laughs> I, oh my God, that's the best. I'm shook. Anyway. The, <laughs> that was incredible. It's the Oberlin of the West. I mean, my truly. God. Oh um, my God. All right. So oh. the first time I was ever going out to visit Becky, <laughs> one of her sorority sisters, right? Table Probably. that. We're going to come back to the sorority chat in a second. True. Right, um, but one of her sisters <clears throat> or friends asked her if we were just going to be screaming at each other the entire time we were together because she had (laughs) seen a text message chat between Becky and I, which is only ever in all caps. All caps caps and any (laughs) exclamation point. And truly, 
I mean, when we are together, Becky and I just scream at each other. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any control of my voice, despite having majored in voice twice. I <laughs> right. can't actually control it. It just sort of same comes out really loud and I can't do anything about it. It just happens. So when yeah. you say that <clears throat> I have notes in all caps, that's, 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 that's very on brand. And here they are. Fuck you up. Fuck me up. <laughs> Literally across the page from each other. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to take a picture of that. That's going to go up on the Twitter. Please now. do. That's insane. Yeah. Not yeah. right now. Okay. But we'll get that later. Okay. Wait. Oh, sorry. Not to go all <laughs> Greek talk. You've got letters and so do we. But um, what sorority were you in? Sigma Alpha Iota. It's a, a professional music sorority for women. Um, okay. But yee, that's me. I've got, I've got her motto tattooed on my back. Yeah, she does. <laughs> you are ride or die. Hell yeah. I what? love my sisters. Shout out to the Sigma Alpha chapter of Sigma Alpha Iota at Illinois Wesleyan. Yes. Like, <laughs> Wait, what's your motto? It's Vita Brevis Ars Longa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Life is short, Life art is, is short, long. art is long. <sighs> Should have figured that out. I heard Breva. It's- yeah. <laughs> And longa. I don't know anything about <laughs> Greek life except for the theater fraternity that we were in in college, oh, which was not F-A-I- a real fraternity. How dare you? F-A-I and PMA. How dare you? FAI and PMA are male counterpart. Like we barely count as as Greek life. Like right. barely. But like you guys um, had like a house and everything because I stayed yeah, at the yeah, house we did. that you were. Oh dang, that's that legit. In, and like, but we were like one of three like... chapters in the whole country that like has a house. Like we don't. It's not yeah, like a, I was gonna a say that's not like thing. a thing. Right. Wait. No. Did you say who is your who is your brother fraternity? Uh, Phi Alpha PMA. Yeah, that's my brother is a Phi Alpha. That's the gotcha. Uh, because I was a Phi <clears throat> which is like just straight up Greek life, right? Um, nice. And then he joined Phi Alpha, which is obviously music. And I was like, that's perfect. I have so many old sorority shirts. I'll just write in the letter A. <laughs> yes, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. You can have all of my uh, sorority tank tops right. that all yep. say like Sisterhood Week, and I'll just. <laughs> I'll just sharpie in an A at the end for you. Amen. He's like, uh, hard pass. Um, <laughs> Rude, honestly. Anything to save a little money, even though I'm sure all those shirts are free. Oh, if by free you mean we paid much money in dues and also we had to pay for every t-shirt we bought? Yes, they were free. I'm sorry, is Greek life just a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> yes. What's going on? Yes. It's one of those, like, when people are like, oh, I'm going to a grad school and, like, the program's fine, but I'm really paying for the network. That's Greek life. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm do people not say that? That's, that's that a thing people so say. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> is that only Mitch that says that? <laughs> Just kidding, he loves his program. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, so Becky, I wish you right. were here so, so you could see the physical bits we're yeah, doing. Yeah, Becky, one day I'm going to uh, kidnap you and move you to this stupid, terrible rat city. Yeah. yeah yes, 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 yes. Please. Yes. Okay. Um, so maps. So I wrote for, so, oh my God, I keep saying so. I'm basically fucking Maria Von Trapp up in here. Um, so, oh my God, I did it again. Nick, Maria Von Trapp? Out. Wait, I'm sorry. Is Sound of Music supposed to be our movie reference for this? Because... I, guess. <laughs> I just keep doing it. I can't stop. I'm... My brain is in a loop. There are speaking interludes, which is what I've written down. Left out of the closet, 
precedes proceeds precedes precedes maps and it is small allison drawing a project for school a map of all the places that people in her family have been and she's drawing her small pennsylvania town yeah and her dad comes in and he's like, no, you have to draw it like this. And basically tells her her work is crap and that she's bad and she needs to be doing it better. Right. And mm-hmm. I just want to shout out Amanda Ahrens uh, for letting my <laughs> artless ass do my own projects. <laughs> like, listen, were they good? No. Did she let me do them by myself? Yes. <laughs> Was it mostly just ropes of hot glue like, listen. and pretzel sticks? <laughs> yes, it was. But I did them myself. And that is what counts. Shout she out. didn't yell at me for <laughs> being bad at crap. Truly. Shout out to Amanda I, Aaron. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, she's the best. Uh, but Maps. Okay. Let's talk about it. Yeah. It's great. I like that song a lot. It's a good song. I mean, it's an interesting song because it talks a lot about how like um, he, Bruce, like lived his life in this tiny circle. Mm-hmm. And like he never and, stepped like, outside of it. It's so sad. Uh, like the part about uh, four miles from our door, I-80 ran shore to shore. Like there was a very easy way out and yet he chose to stay He's there scary. and live this this life, this tiny closeted repressed life. Yeah. Um, it's so on its way from the Castro to Christopher Street. Like, yeah. Right. It, it's so interesting. Yeah, I love that lyric. I wish That's we really learned. I wish I knew more about her like grandparent situations. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I, I want to know why he didn't leave. Right. What um, what was holding you there? Did they talk about it so, at all? I guess, yeah. They, t- they, they touch on it more in the graphic novel, but essentially, like, her mom and dad were living in Germany, and then his father died, mm. um, and so he had to come back home and run the funeral home. Got it. Because it was the family business. Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah, because it sounded like um, they traveled a lot. There's there's many yeah. references made to, to like, uh, his, Helen and Bruce Yeah, like traveling. seeing the tower. Yeah, like he was in the military or something, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, were, they were, he was stationed all over, um, something like that, but yeah. Ah, uh, he was a friend of Dorothy. <laughs> ah. You know, yeah. that old phrase, we all use. We all use to, the, to this day. That is like... Um, the modern day equivalent being friend of the Babadook. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. <laughs> the modern translation. Yes. yes. Becky's over here killing it. When I was growing up, my dad, one of the musicals that my dad loved was um, Kiss of the Spider Woman. Okay. And one of the characters, I think, I don't know if it's the character or just someone they're talking about in the song, is gay. And in the song, or my dad just said it. I can't remember. It's been so long since I listened to that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, you know, he's a little light in the loafers. And I was like, what? He's like, you know, he's he's gay. I'm like, I'm sorry. Does any person say light in That's the loafers? Like I think it was in the musical. Phrase. Yeah. Just like, well, he's a little he's light, light in the loafers. loafers. It makes me laugh so hard. That's hilarious. I just like to picture all gay men floating. Yeah. Just like they're so I have- free. They just float. I have a friend who has an uncle that's gay, and when she was little, she called him her Broadway uncle. <gasps> I, I'm want, obsessed. I want my niece to call me yep. her Broadway uncle. <laughs> I was uncle like, well, right all now. my children are calling Connor that. So. I, yes, thank you. Thank you, God. I love that. That's what I want to be known as. Connor Put that on my tombstone. Broadway uncles. Uh, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. 
I love that so much. Our Broadway uncle. I love that. Uh, the next song I have is Raincoat of Love, and I don't know where that is on the track. I wanna, but... and, that's, and I just want to give out a shout out to uh, the actor playing Roy, because I've never actually sat down and like looked at these notes, but this guy is busting out like high C's and A's and B's like yeah. all over the place in this song, and I was like, bitch, go off. Like, yeah. I was... Oh, is that who today. sings it? It's Roy. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> is he but, singing uh, it about Bruce? No. So what happens is... It's like a Partridge family, because that's a TV show yeah. she's watching. Oh, then right, he right, turns right, it right. off and he's like, read a book, which is Yeah, and then hellish. Helen and Bruce... <laughs> get out of my life. Er, Bruce. Bruce. Helen and, <laughs> Helen and Bruce get into this big, big fight. And mm-hmm. so Allison then like it's comes like down to center stage and like covers her ears and right, starts like right, singing right. the song. And then it sort of just like transforms around her as like her little escape from... Yeah this horrible horrible thing that's From going her on around horrible her horrible abusive father yes. yeah yeah that. yeah you know so like like joan so and terrible. uh middle allison come out like dressed in like full 70s garb and they're like the yeah, backup yeah. singers and like yeah. it's this whole thing i love that it's such yeah. a 70s funk vibe yeah. it's got it's catchy too <laughs> Oh, I hated yeah. it the first time I listened to it, and the second time I was like, "Nah, I'm on board." It doesn't. Yeah, it's for me. It's not one of those ones that really has stuck in my mind. It's I mean, I couldn't sing it for you if right. you paid me right now. Absolutely. But I know when I listen to it, I'm like, "Oh, this is kind of a bop." Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. But then it is again, as this show does, such a tonal shift. Like it's yeah. a bop. It's a bop. It's a bop. And oh, now it's all shattering around. Yeah. Oh, and then. There's a moment at the very end of it, yeah. like the whole family is like, everything's yep. all right. Yes. Bah, bah, bah. There and it is. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Stops. Thanks, Okay, Becky. now I know it. Now <laughs> I know it. Becky's stops. got it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so then it stops, and like everybody else fades out, and then it's just Bruce like standing in the mirror, like, everything's all right. Like, dead light just on him. Yes. Like, very, like, wow, they just pulled that out from under you real fast. Yeah. 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 Tonal shift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, this, it, like, they're so good at Tonal 180, that. not a shift. It is a one. It's it a is an about oh, yeah. face. Yeah. On yeah. a dime. And, like, they're able, they pull it off so well throughout the mm-hmm. entire show. Mm-hmm. It, it's so, oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah, it's incredible. I do enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's good. Speaking of tonal shifts, the next song I have is Days and Days. I don't know. I skipped um, around a lot, but we got Ring of Keys next. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ring of I Keys. I skipped right over it. Why I, did I do that? Literally. Um, <laughs> Ring of Keys for me is again going back to that kind of like that changing my major feeling where it's like yes. you're noticing or like you're experiencing that for the first time. Ring of Keys, I said, is literally me when I saw the first shirtless guy on TV. <laughs> <laughs> like you're sitting there and you're staring and you're like, something has awakened in me, but I can't describe Mm -hmm. it but i know that like somehow you and i are connected and Mm -hmm. i don't know why and i'm too young and i don't understand like i don't have the words to Mm -hmm. say what i'm feeling but you're gorgeous and i'm gorgeous and we're in this together and it's like such a really nice moment in the show of her like of it's so like it's just it's it's like when you first I God, I can't even put it into words. I'm just so emotional. But like, right. she. Oh, the biggest thing that like sticks with me about this song um, is I read a lot of interviews um, with Janine Tesori and Lisa Kron about how so often in media and just in everything, like the butch woman is the joke. Like she's yeah. always the Absolutely. joke. But that's not the case. Have and they you seen wanted to every be every episode very... of Will and Grace. Truly, <laughs> right? Yeah, like. <laughs> 
like she's always a joke and in this case like that's not it at all so they were like very very careful with their language and the way that they like framed things right so as to not set it up to be a punchline because it's not a joke it's like she sees this and it's like i'm like you but i don't know why i'm like you but something about you is so right um it's and kinship line, and right? attraction yeah it's such an yeah. interesting yeah di- dichotomy like even the line right before it like I saw this woman, um, she had a car full of packages. She was an old school butch. Like that's not supposed to be funny, but like, we're so conditioned to like laugh at that. Like I've I've heard that get laughs, but it's not supposed to be funny. Um, but they, they were just really careful to choose the language to like try to not make it a joke, but also like, how would a child describe this woman? Like, so I just think that's really interesting. And also I love that they chose this song to do on the Tonys in 2015 Absolutely, because it's just like, yeah, I think that's like, the song. Hey, you, you little gay, you little gay child. Like, it's okay. There are people like you and your right. stories matter. And like, look at us. Like, it's just so beautiful. Like, that was the only song <laughs> that I knew of this show. Yeah. And that could just be like, this show came out when I was, when I lived in New York. So it was a lot of taxi TV. Yeah, absolutely. Quick ads. But it was always Sydney Lucas, like, and your ring of keys and i was like yes. okay so this is the only song that i know from right. this musical and a child sings it i'm out yeah. like <laughs> I'm it's just out. like it's one of those songs but it's beautiful it's i great. mean it, like again it's one of those songs that they really they took this personal experience and made it universal for like every mm-hmm. queer person yeah of that yep. moment in like childhood when you're like i know that I'm different than everyone else Mm -hmm. and I don't have the words to describe it, but seeing this person in public has given me a feeling that I belong somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's such a beautiful and like tender and personal moment Mm -hmm. that they translated so incredibly well to the stage. Yeah. Also with the, uh, the lesbian stereotypes, (laughs) the ring of keys, man, like, (laughs) <laughs> uh, what are those what are those uh those like metal things called that you like hook your car- yeah that's oh, a, I guess, I knew exactly I'm realizing this lately, when I was um, but when I, I was still going like through my hipster days I carried my keys on those Yoink. yep yeah no I I'm in a bunch of like lesbian Facebook groups uh and everyone's always talking about their carabiners <laughs> I'm in a bunch of lesbian Facebook that's groups. hilarious that's, that's gonna funny. be a chapter title in my book but uh yeah so that's a should be that's a thing um just in the show uh, One Mississippi, um, which is Tig Notaro's, like uh, show on Amazon, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's sung as a love song between her and the character she's into, played by her actual wife. Um, oh, my God. But it's it's really – first of all, Becky, if you don't watch that show, you should. It is very good. Tig Notaro is <laughs> one of my favorite comedians. And also, she is a lesbian, and yeah. it is great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and – it's it's just very good, but I recommend it to everybody, not just Becky. <laughs> um, great music. Anyway, they sing "Ring of Keys" to each other. Neither of them can really sing, but they. It's really cute. It's really sweet. It's before really they're they're dating. Actually, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like Tig realizes she's sort of falling for this girl, and the girl thinks that she's straight, um, and she's like has not really no interest. But they're just like 
become best friends and she's like i'm just so it's just so good and yeah. it was so great and then yes. it me i needed to listen to this soundtrack for the show so then i quickly <laughs> bought fun home and <laughs> started listening but so it's interesting how it can be changed it's not it doesn't have to just be a kid singing no you know no, yeah not. it's it was sung as a love song and i really enjoyed it that way too. that's that's really gorgeous i love that yeah. that's amazing it I was love really that a lot. <clears throat> i didn't write it but it was sweet i'm <laughs> 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 talking about it like it was my thing that it's i like, did it's like, like meryl that was, was so good it was such a good idea that you had on this tv show that you wrote thank you um i just want everyone to know that on the cast recording the woman who plays helen also voiced Pocahontas. Yes. Um, the singing voice. She didn't do the speaking voice, but she. So if you're like, oh, her voice sounds familiar. That's Colors of the Wind, y'all. <laughs> like, yes, it is. I literally, so. I was watching Pocahontas this weekend with my friend, and I had her pause the movie. I was uh-huh. like, hold on, hold on. And then I was like, and then I like gasped and threw my hands up. And she was like, what? And I was like, that's the mom from Funhole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. She was like, oh cool and i was like we can we can resume the movie yeah, now but that, i had to that was that me out. this morning when i was like who is she what has she been in because right. her voice sounds so familiar for um because sure. i've been listening to days and days on repeat oh, that's actually where my fuck me up note comes from it's so yes yeah, i wrote days and days fucks me up exclamation yeah. point yep i said well i because judy coon is musical theater yeah <laughs> Days and Days is where I wrote the note. I really want the mom to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, like, I'm, like, I feel like I'm I'm rooting for her so much in this show because she's absolutely the brunt of Bruce's abuse. Oh, yeah. Um, But then when she's, like, talking to me and <clears throat> Allison and she says, I didn't raise you to give away your days like me. Ooh. Like, that line fucks me Break up so hard. It's like, hard. It's such a hard line to listen to. And it's also such a hard line to, like, take for yourself mm-hmm. and be like, this is a lesson that I have learned in my life. Yeah. And you have to take that to heart. And it, like, it, like, seriously just, like, makes you feel some kind of way. It's oh yeah. It'll get you all up in your feelings just I think in general. Like Oh yeah. It's are you complacent? Are you just letting time pass <clears throat> you by? Right. I mean, obviously in the context of in a relationship, especially with someone who doesn't love you romantically, right. maybe maybe at one point he loved her platonically. Um and maybe does love her platonically, but not enough that doesn't make up for like the deal that you thought you were getting isn't the deal you've gotten and you're just trying to at this point there's no point in getting out of you just gotta you just gotta play through yeah i mean what would be the point of getting a divorce how would i live my life absolutely I, i can't even imagine what my life would be on the flip side of Right. I I don't know what my life looks like if it doesn't look like this, and that's my own fault. Yeah. Just that sort of heart wrenching. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. It's such. I mean, it's such a sad. It's not a fun moment, home. and it like it's a sad it, home. It really does break your heart in that in that moment of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean the, the the back half. I mean like oh the back half is 
only emotions. Yeah, no, truly. Just buckle up and get the Kleenex ready because it's Tissue City, bitch. Yeah, like, absolutely. Hell yeah. It's just not everywhere. No, it's... In the back. The last, like, six songs are just... Yeah. Misery. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Again, truly hate this dad. I just keep writing it, like, over and over no. again. I just hate him so much. So terrible. Uh, telephone wire... They're Tell going for a ride. Okay, so I was looking on Wikipedia. This apparently in the show, Medium Allison disappears. Yeah, so they're at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, like right after Days and Days. I'm like, this is right when when uh, Medium Allison brings Joan home for the right. first time. Like this has all happened. So she's at home, and like Big Allison is there, sort of like observing, um, and like you know doing her thing, like she is on the stage the whole time, and then. This is the kind this is like a weird moment in the show because the whole time it's very real and it's very like this is like real life and like this is happening. But he says, Do you want to go for that drive? And then Allison doesn't respond, and then you realize he's talking to Big Allison. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's Big Allison like it's this like transcending time because she's like trying to go through like, did he ever really see me like did he ever really acknowledge that like this was my truth did he ever do it and then her sort of like remembering the last night they had together and like from the future like oh I should just say it. I should have said this like blah 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 but you can't change it it's like Mm -hmm. it's her sort of remembering and reliving that moment that they had together and wanting to change it and do something but Mm. since it's already happened she can't Mm. do anything about it um yeah. So it's it's kind of weird, but oh, and also my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like my biggest anxiety. I think a lot of people could agree with that. Yeah. Just like replaying conversations over and over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Where you're like, I should have said something. I should have so, said something. Say something. I could have yeah. said something right then if I had just said yep. something. Yep. And also, the feeling. So even not knowing. That that's the situation. Right. That song reading as just sitting in a tense car, just like oh. sitting there, like I, just just say, it. just I'll just say it, and I'm gonna say it like this, and you're like practicing the way you're gonna yeah. say it, and you're like, okay, now I'll just say it now. No, I'll say it. I'll say it now. It's like jumping off a high dive. Like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna jump. I, I'm gonna do it. I'm definitely gonna do it. One, right. two, three. Okay, I didn't do it, but I'm going to do it. Like, right. <laughs> just constantly yeah. psyching yourself up. And then it comes to nothing. And she doesn't say anything. And he keeps cutting her off. Or does he? Is she yeah. actually trying to say something? It's such a... Oh, it's a great song. I love it. Super catchy. It it's been is. in my head truly all day. And it's also... I. Uh, it's just like... I mean, I don't even know. I don't know where I'm going with it. I'm basically about to repeat your point. Like we've all been in that situation where you have to say something, especially I think like with parents. Yeah. I got to tell them this thing or how do I be an adult with my adult parents now as how are we going to be adults together? Like you're trying to figure out like we've crossed that threshold (laughs) where I'm no longer a child Yeah. and I'm an adult now, but I don't know how to talk to them as, as an adult. An adult and as a human being. Which brings me to a point that I said that this show 
is really about discovering that your parents are human beings. Yeah. That are real people who have secrets and have desires and have wishes and faults and all these things. Mm -hmm. And like you see that as a child, but it doesn't register with Mm -hmm. you fully because you're Mm -hmm. sitting there and you're saying like, well, this is my parent. Like they're immortal and like they can do no wrong and they're raising me and like all these things. Um, if you're like, uh, that's of course, depending on your family situation sure. and all that kind of thing. And even her family situation, which is not perfect. Right. It's still the only one she's known. Exactly. And yeah. so that is what parents are. Right. And I think like this song is kind of her realizing <clears throat> also between this and days and days, I think she is realizing like, holy like it didn't have to be it didn't have to be exactly. this way exactly and what would it have been like if it weren't this right. way mm-hmm. and especially in this song when bruce is kind of like trying to make a like step in a right direction and be like hey you and i are the same kind of person mm-hmm. and like maybe we can have a relationship based on that and like which is weird which is weird but also like He's trying, he's trying. He's trying really hard, but it doesn't work because neither of them can say what point, they need to say. And again, hate this dad. Truly, uh, I don't trust him. And so it's like, right? Are you actually connecting on that, or do you even want to spend time with your daughter? Do you just like when he's talking about the gay bar? Yeah. Like, do you actually want to take your daughter to a gay bar, or do you just want to cruise? Like, you literally left her in an apartment in New York, right? To cruise, right? It's just. And, like, along those lines, like, all Allison wants is for him to, like, acknowledge her as, like, the same as him. But all that she gets is, like, he tells her, like, this is me. Like, I – he starts to share, like, yeah, I'm gay. I did these things. And even when she says, no, me too. Like, I was like you. I like – I and she, she, like, spills it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, dad – dad and all he's doing is thinking about his own experiences he doesn't mm. hear anything that she's saying he never like sees her he never hears her and right. it's just so tragic it's Ugh. terrible it's- that's all she wants <clears throat> oh going back to um connor brought this up at the top and i just want to go back to uh some of them it's the line in days and days where her mom talks about some of them underage talking about all yeah. the yes. boys and men that bruce has been with um interestingly i listen so again love to listen to podcasts which is why i wanted to do one um the comedian guy branham does an interview again on homophilia um where he talks about his kind of first gay relationship and he's like i was like 24 or something and the guy i was seeing was like 17 which in most in some states is underage and in most people's mind is not, that's a huge age difference. Like, and he kind of talks about, he's like, you know, it's just, it's different. And I think it's, he's probably in his forties compared to us in our mid twenties now. Yeah. Um, it was, he's like, it was just different when I was coming up, I came up closeted I was not out for a long time. I didn't know anyone who was out. I didn't right. have that role model. So a lot of those r- relationships and experiences were delayed for me. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have, um, again, this is not excusing. Like there's a difference between a 14 year old and a 17 year old. Obviously pedophilia is like 
not what we're talking about here, but I wonder if it's a similar thing. If Bruce is of that age where it's just like, I'm just desperate for anyone who seems queer or who seems gay. I don't know that underage line read interest like differently to me. There's um, an interview. There's a scene in the, I don't, I don't think it's on the recording, but there's a scene that's like more prominent in the graphic novel, but he's like, so he's an English teacher, right? At at the high school. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene where he's like in his car, he's driving and there's like, uh, like a kid, uh, from one of his classes and he's like, Hey, Hey, get in the car. Like I'll drive you home. And so he's like, it's kind of awkward. And it's like, Oh, okay. This is funny. And then he's like, you want a beer? And he's like, um, what? And he's like, no, I won't, I won't tell. Like, it's fine. You can like have this beer. And then like another tonal shift. Cause it's like, Oh, it's like, Oh, it's, it's funny. It's like, it's awkward with one of his students. And then he's like, yo, you want this beer? I won't tell anyone. And then the kid's like, Oh, my house is back that way. And he's like, Oh, I'm just going to, take the long route and then he's like he's like oh it's your senior year right and he's like no junior year and then like end of scene and like you get the implications but like oh oh yeah Um, that's okay so that's fully like so never mind Uh, nick go ahead strike what i was talking about from the record that's disgusting Um, that's truly terrible (laughs) so yeah that's a big there's like a scene there um that happens and like they talk about it more in the graphic novel but like yeah, then it becomes this whole thing and blah, blah, blah. And it's just that yeah. weird. It's that weird line of, uh, although I do think my earlier question stands like, yeah, you're just desperate for anyone yeah. who might show an interest in you. I mean, I'm not I'm like, not excusing, obviously, n- underage. Literally never, never, n- uh, never would. And, you know, I mean, like, I'm just saying yeah. it's just such an interesting like when you're closeted and you don't have options, what are you like? What's what's the protocol? There is. I mean, like you bring up a very interesting point and there is a very I mean, like this is a phenomena in the gay community where because people come out so late and because we're experiencing sexuality that we would normally experience in teen years mm-hmm. where like heterosexual kids are like hooking up and like going through all of these things in their teen and teens. And most of the time, I don't know where most that, I don't know where that Minnesota accent <laughs> just came from. I'm sorry. Minnesota. Um, <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> most of the time, um, like gay people are coming out later. Yeah. Um, like I, I'm one of the few people I've really ever talked to who came out in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so like I kind of was able to have that teen experience mm-hmm. and like, but like most gay people are coming out later in life in college or after college. And there is that experience of, well, I'm going to go through my like disgusting teen years when I'm, in my 20s and exactly, 30s. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's yeah. like that entire phenomena that does happen in the queer community. Yeah. But at the same time, there is a line where there you is. It, there absolutely, is a line. There mm-hmm. is a line where mm-hmm. you're saying, okay, I'm going to have this teen phenomena mm-hmm. right now when I'm 27 and mm-hmm. I've just come out of the closet. Mm-hmm. But you can't cross that line into being like, okay, well, now I'm going to hook up with. Teens. teens yeah it's because yeah. that's just not okay don't. just that's... don't also teens are gross stop 
literally, <laughs> literally covered in zits. Listen, so just stop it. If I could Not ride, that's bad, whatever. If I could ride a subway <laughs> in New York letters. without high schoolers, I would pay extra for yeah, that. Yeah, they are so angry all the time. Literally all the time. Oy, oy, oy. I don't want to revisit that in my so life ever. Many feelings. Listen, oy. I can't even. Look. All right, Becky and I were in that together. God bless oh, someone. And it was be. a it was a, a time. <laughs> it <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> um, okay, so now that we've fully discussed this stupid dad that I hate, um, he's just a monster. I really he really upsets me. And like at what point do I have to care? Like your being closeted doesn't excuse your abusive behavior. No, it doesn't. Like I, mm-hmm. I just can't I'm sorry that life didn't work out the way it wanted. That, that you wanted and I'm sorry that I can't imagine I cannot imagine being closeted yeah. because I'm not and so I I can't speak to that experience but I don't think you get to call your wife a stupid crazy bitch yeah. just because you can't have sex with dudes that feels unfair she also can't have sex with people that she like who right. love her right and that she is you know f- made to feel good about yeah like, so you're both trapped in this stupid societal prison together. Make the best right. of it. I mean, like being uh-huh. in the closet really does fuck you up, but mm-hmm. I don't think that there should ever be a situation where you like do that to your family. It just doesn't feel like being in the closet's enough of an excuse. I, I feel like you're just an. I feel like he's just a an abusive person. I feel like he just has a sure and has an abusive personality. personality. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And and is kind of hiding behind in a way hiding behind being closeted as yeah. like an excuse. Like it's that. the uh, it's the subtext like his what everyone knows the subtext. His wife knows right. his proclivities whatever right. and we're all just not. So you should feel bad for me, wife. I don't right. know. I hate him. Is my point. What do you think, Beck? Yes, I agree. <laughs> like I uh, I I um no, I'm like totally with you. It's it's like the same thing as like when people are like, well, I have this mental illness, so yes. like, yeah. I can just yes. do whatever I want. It's like, no, you, you really care. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, that is horrible that like, I'm that so either, sorry. I, you yeah. have to be closeted or like you have to, or like you have whatever, but that doesn't give you an excuse to just like be horrible. Be right. an um, unmitigated asshole to literally yeah. everyone. So right. like I am I'm very much with you. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's a perfect that's a perfect ana- like analogy right. for this. Not to say that queerness uh, is I know, yeah, yeah. Not to not to equate the two. No, definitely like, an analogy, not like a right. not a yeah. not a definition. Right. But like right. yeah. yeah, you just just because something bad or you just just because you've experienced trauma doesn't mean you get to be exactly oh like yeah, 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 wicked yeah. person right truly um anyway edges of the world reminded me of sunset boulevard so there's your andrew lloyd Webber <laughs> reference for the, oh my for God. the week <laughs> the song at sunset boulevard everyone go listen to it and then listen to this edges of the world oh. and tell me i'm wrong you can't because i did it this morning in starbucks Oh my it's God. the same that's incredible um, <laughs> uh oh when she so at the end like the sort of the finale yeah she's talking about her dad and she's mentioned something like he was always writing to me telling me how i should feel about faulkner yeah whatever and i just wrote 
men telling me how to feel about men in the classic canon is my nightmare. Will I ever find respect? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, I hate. So there's there's a scene earlier where uh, she's talking to Joan, uh-huh. uh, like way way earlier, and she's looking at the stack of books. She's like, "Yeah, my dad sends me these books," and she's like, "On top of your schoolwork," and she's like, "Yeah." pretty normal right and Joan's like well no but then she like picks up one of the books and it's like oh my god your dad sent you Colette and he was like she and and uh Allison's like yeah he thought that I would oh that's how the whole like um oh it's I think it's really cool that your dad is cool with you being a lesbian oh, thing yeah. Yeah, yeah. because he's she's like oh your dad sent you Colette like yeah um and Allison's like no 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 it's not because of that like like he sent it to me because because he thought I would be like really into the whole like French bohemian scene. And Joan's like, well, he yeah. didn't send you to lose Lautrec. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. But, that's incredible. But yeah, that's a whole other thing of like her dad sending her the books and telling her how she needs to feel about Faulkner or whatever. <sighs> but like he sent her Colette. Yeah. So. I mean... And there's another right before telephone wire. She's like, did you know what you were doing when you sent me that book? And then, like trying to get some kind of validation. Like, did you see me? Like, and he just sort of avoids the question, of course. But right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I just it's it is truly my nightmare when men are like, "Well, this is how you should feel when you read Grapes of Wrath." I'm like, "Oh, shut up! <laughs> it's bad." And there are ten women writers I could read before. Have you oh, read anyway, Jeff? it just like, really please go jerk yourself off. Face, <sighs> please, like I don't care. <laughs> Infinite Jest is literally my fucking literature nightmare. Guys, I read Infinite Jest. No, and... you did not. Yes, I did. Oh I God. own it, and so many footnotes. I had to take notes while reading that book. It is good. I like David Foster Wallace, but yeah, like I do too. I don't need men to like rub it in my face. That okay, but I also feel like Infinite Jest is just David Foster Wallace jerking off onto a page. Yes. You're not wrong. I mean, it's, I think he would agree with that. Like, I know, I know he would. But yeah. like, it's disgusting. It's a and nightmare. I will never finish that. It's book. a nightmare. Just, I just <clears throat> need most dudes to never recommend me books. Yeah, yeah. Mitch and I, I'm like very with you. Yeah, Mitch and I regularly get into argument discussions Absolutely. because he does not read. I'm like, when's the last time you read women? He's like, I read Willa Cather. I'm like, one is not enough. Right. And also, like. <laughs> When did she write a book? Right. Like 1952? Update. There are so many women <laughs> who write books. Oh my god, wait. Speaking of books, Becky, I think I have two of your books with me <laughs> yes, here. You this is important. Do. Let's I sort this out I was looking for now. them the other day. Wait, what? I was like looking for them the other day and I was like, oh, Connor has these. Yeah, Invisible Monsters and um, the other one by Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, oh, I have both okay. of those. Survivor. The other one is Survivor. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna, I'll podcast. bring those home during, um, you know, Thanksgiving, Perfect. which no, we've no, already um, discussed. Go ahead, give out your address. <laughs> Let the listeners know where you'll be. Hey, Hi, listen, everybody. we've already discussed Thanksgiving day. plans, so it's fine. Um, so, back on track. Yeah. So, edges of the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Sunset Boulevard, I, right. Mm-hmm. So, like, this whole song, he's, like, talking about how he's re... I'll wait. I'm really sorry, you guys. <laughs> this bronchi just kicked my ass. Oh. But so this whole time he's talking about like rebuilding this house and how like the the like just scale of the project is so overwhelming and so horrible. Yeah. But but this little thing about it like makes it all worth it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of him like 
I know this really happened in real life, and probably in his real life, it wasn't, like, a metaphor, but in the context of the show, like, it seems very much like he's, like, sort of coming to terms with himself and, like, his sexuality, and, like, it's so overwhelming it's just like crushing him under this weight but like this this glimmer of hope is like what's keeping him there but it just is so much and then at the very end of it you hear the fucking truck horn coming at him and it is the most like there are so many jarring moments in Mm -hmm. this show that's the worst one because the whole stage goes blank and then they just shine two spotlights right onto the audience and hits you and you're just like well okay great and then it comes back up and you just see big al like sort of having witnessed this whole thing and it's just like dead silence and then you are um crushed forever yeah that sounds so it's real heavy um but i mean like it's heavy enough to listen to that on the recording but to have to like yeah so the way like from just hearing the way that they stage that that's like oh it's it's real rough um and there's um i was looking at this earlier there's like there's a moment towards the end when he does the final like when the sunlight hits the parlor wall there's a baseline going and it's like this repeating motive that like happened earlier in the show and i'm trying for the life of me to try there's a lot of like little repeating motives that like come back for like each character and it's so genius um and i i think it's in like the very beginning of the show god i can't remember but it it has something to do with like bruce this like bum 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 it's like yeah it's the score is just genius but Mm -hmm. um that's a little off topic but yeah it's (laughs) super rough it's on topic you're good so, i mean like yeah that was that was truly as close to, as you can get to the show for a tangent yeah than well. any of the other tangents we've got <laughs> yeah, on that tangent episode. is pretty on topic <laughs> um just some final notes about the final notes uh that last chord i don't know why i was walking to work this morning and i was at the end of the soundtrack and it She's like, uh, there was a moment, whatever, of perfect balance. A rare moment of perfect balance when, when I, I flew was, above him. When I flew above him. And it's like, duh. Like, just this final like, chord. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I had tears in my eyes. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Why am I so emotional? Because I don't even think that line is... That line is kind of clunky and weird to me. I mean, I get it. There's a whole sure. motif. But, like, it didn't... I was like, could I just... Is it just the notes that are doing that? Could I, could anything have preceded those notes? And I would have also been emotional about it. Could it have been like, chicken strips are good. Duh. <laughs> like, probably. Because the planets. And it was a full moon. <laughs> it was a beaver moon. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, um, the finale, the last song is great. It's yeah. all the... All the Allisons singing together, which is just a real trip. Just like fucks me up. Uh-huh. It's like a true Shrek moment yeah. when all the Wait, Fiona's singing I together. I that to you Shrek the musical. <laughs> now, here's this really, really upsetting gay show. Like, <laughs> Wait, no, I had this literal conversation with someone. I think it was my friend Catherine. We were talking about the fact that like... In Shrek and in Fun Home, yeah. you get the same character singing with three different versions of themselves. Yeah. Like, what kind of device? Yeah. I can't. It's like this like <laughs> weird musical theater device. Cause it, okay, so for <laughs> listeners at home. I like to harmonize with myself. And so also, that's not a weird musical and theater also device. And also, Meryl, Just because I don't, biographical. do you know Shrek the musical at all? 
no. Okay, good. Um, it's the same people. It's literally. Um, so Fiona in Shrek the Musical, Fiona has a song where um, there are three versions of herself singing about being locked in the tower. Sure. And it's all, it's like kind of her I want song, which is a. I want, yeah, I want. Truly. Um, and. Thank God we got back on this podcast. I know. We're going to, we're just going to have so you sing for every episode yeah. that we have back. <laughs> um, and so in that show, in track, she like has this I want song where she talks about like how she wants to get out of the tower and what it means to be her, but through three different ages up until Sutton Foster, Fiona. Makes um, her appearance and there's like makes a her appearance minute and applause like window. Yeah, like there's a giant <laughs> applause and it's, of course. Fiona is played by Sutton Foster, you say? Yes, it is. Also, she has a completely unnecessary tap number in a sparkly leotard. I have a bit She's about Sutton it. She's Sutton Foster. She Shout better out. tap about it. Truly. Shout out to my youngest sister, Abby, who like, is obsessed with Shrek the Musical and watches it like every single day. Abby like, is not I'm, obsessed with Shrek the Musical. No, I'm not kidding. Like, remember oh how you God. and I would watch Into the Woods as, as much as we did senior year of high yes. school? Abby did that, but with Shrek the Musical. Abby. Okay, I think I still have Abby's phone number, so I'm going to text her about <laughs> That's this. That's a choice. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so all the Allisons are singing together and then singing lots of refrains from lots of the songs throughout the show. Yeah. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. then you know, just kind of ends with her monologuing about the time that she and her dad played airplane. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting end. It's not bad. It's not good. It I mean, just it is. mirrors the beginning. It does. It does. Um, but it made me incredibly emotional. Yeah. I, yeah. I kind of like said it was the ending with Alice, all three Allison's is kind of like realizing that, you don't have control no. over other people's actions or decisions. Nope. And like, you can only take responsibility for yourself. Uh-huh. And like, that's, I kind of feel like that's where a lot of the ending comes from. Yeah. It's like her coming yeah. to realize that she really like, yes, she came out and she was like <clears throat> living this truth that her father couldn't live. But like, that really didn't have anything to do with the fact that he'd been living with this pain for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, yeah. Each of them sing their own version of like look at me flying away, look at me flying away yeah. and like each little like each different Allison it sort of means something different. Like I mean little Allison is literally like up on the airplane but like middle Allison is like look at me like flying into my new like flying into my new life, like this new thing. And then like big Allison is like look at me like living in the same way that my dad did, but in a completely different way. Like I'm creating my own reality. Like yeah. obviously who he was and how he was informed me as a person, but I can make myself something different. I get to choose how I'm going to live. Right. Um, even with the shadow of her father and everything over her, she still can like make her own way. And Oh my God, when I saw this for the first time. I, I saw it with my friend who did not know the show very well, but I uh, knew that it was coming and still cried so hard that I think he was a little concerned for me. Sure. So it's just it's so good. Any other um, thoughts? Let's see. That's the end of my notes. I just made a sad face emoji. The one that's crying with its mouth open. Yeah. It's like waterfall tears. That's it. That's what Waterfall I tears do. into your mouth. Yeah, I'm just drinking my own. Like tears, you drink your and own, and then I die tears. of salt water intake. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. The last line, the every so often there was a moment of perfect balance when I sort of bought him is a line from like, I think the like the first page of the graphic novel. Mm. Oh, interesting. Um, so that's where it comes from. Yeah. Uh, it was, yep. It's right here on the very first page. Um, so that's where that comes from. That's really that. I mean, like, cause it, it really does call back to the beginning of the show as well. Mm-hmm. Because they do the whole airplane, airplane. thing at the beginning. Daddy, daddy, come here. So <laughs> Just children being demanding is hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's terrible, and I spend so much of my day around demanding children, but yeah. like, it's funny too. Yeah. No, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, we've now reached the segment in our show that we all know and love, and since Connor hijacked my friend, <laughs> I get to hijack Connor's friend. It's true. Becky, man, and share the show for us. All right. Um, I, I'll keep it brief. I'll try. Um, <laughs> I almost said, and try not to read us your thesis. <laughs> yes. Um, essentially, this show was like brought into the public eye around the same time that I started realizing that I am not straight. Uh-huh. Um, and it was just so like validating and important to me, um, especially with someone who's like grown up with musical theater and musical theater is such a big part of my life Mm -hmm. to see a story like mine getting attention and people cared. And like, um, it's just, it's just been so important to me through like my journey of self-discovery and like sort of living through middle Allison's Mm -hmm. journey of self-discovery. Um, it's just beautiful. I think it's amazing that like, this story about a gay woman won the frickin' Tony. Um, yeah. But yeah. also, like, the the music is incredible. Uh, it's, it's just something that's so original and so heartfelt and so true and moving. Um, and I think no matter if you're gay or you're straight or you're whatever, something about this story is so real that it can really resonate with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's just... It's just really great. Uh, and I'm not good at words. It's just great. So it's just great. And I love Alison Bechtel. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like a giant lesbian. So. Yeah. Amen. 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 That's why I love this God show. Bless. God, God bless. God bless. I'm just a giant lesbian. And that's why I like this show. Amen. Put it, tattoo that right under her other tattoo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Put it on her gravestone. Connor, man and chair this for us. Man and chair this. Um, so I really love this show. Um, jumping off of Becky's point, I do really like that. Um, like I've said earlier, that um, they've taken this story that is so personal and so um, heartfelt about this singular person, and like it because it is her autobiography in graphic novel form, I love that they were able to take that and make it such a universal story and really talk about like queer identity and coming to terms with that identity and like make it universal. Yeah. Even though it's a story about one person and her actual journey. Yeah. And I really love that they were able to do that. And that's basically the reason that I love this show. Um, And I mean, also, you know, the music is incredible. Mm -hmm. The story is it's just it heart it's heartfelt it's heart-wrenching 
it really hits all those notes that you want from a musical and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's where I am with that, with Fun Home. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that's, that. That's all she wrote. Murder, she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl. Yeah. Man in Chair. Okay. I like this musical. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Isn't that... Do you notice that I didn't ask yeah. you this time yeah. around? I didn't say, do you love or yeah. hate the show? Man in Chair has now become just, does Meryl even like it uh, <laughs> at all? Not why do you love it, but do you like it at all? Right, <laughs> Can right. you stand it? I do. I like it a lot. Um, again, it took me a little bit, but the back half is just... So, so you got some heavy hitting tracks back Truly. there, um, and I, you know, I love a belt, and mm. I love a sad, I love a sad bitch. So, days and days is <laughs> what I'm out for, um, because I, I am myself a sad bitch. So, Truly, I, we're all we there. We gotta stick together. We're all there. Uh, much like the lesbian Facebook groups about carabiners, <laughs> I just. Would love to join just sad lady Facebook groups. If you're sad, start a Facebook group with me. Anyway, this show is great. I love the music. The 70s vibes are great. The um, really the dad daughter relationship is just fascinating. Mm-hmm. Gets you thinking about your own, even if yours is not fraught. I think <laughs> it's just an interesting thing to consider. Um, I think everyone should listen to it because we're talking about it. So listen along. Right. Um, anyway, or just once, you know, I'd love to see it. Uh, I would Absolutely. love to see it put up on its feet. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, yeah. Becky, do you have anything to plug? I know you're a working actress. Yeah. Uh, incredibly talented. Anything you want the people to see or do or follow? Um, well, if you're in Chicago and you want voice lessons, uh, yeah. I do that. I do a lot of that. Yeah. Um, she's a great teacher. I am not doing anything really. I'm, I'm, uh, recording this opera in the winter, but that's not really something anybody can come see. Um, my other obsession and Sexton, but yes. that's another story for another day. <laughs> uh, like the vampire lady? No, that's Anne Rice. Yeah. Why Anne do Sexton, I know Anne Sexton? Anne Sexton is a fairy tale lady. No, she's a poet. Yeah. Poet. But she did the, yeah. because you did the, the fairy, transformations, yes. Transformations, which is about yeah. fairy tales. That's the opera that we're yeah. recording this winter, but uh, I'm not doing too much right now other than I'm teaching a bunch. So if you are in Chicago, hit me up. Uh, yeah. Hit her my, up, y'all. My, where, can people, where can people find you on social media if you want some more followers? <laughs> uh, well, if you want to. Or if you want lessons, I mean, like, if how you, can if they you contact want lessons. you? Also, I know like half of the people that listen to this also already know you. <laughs> so like, uh, just go to my website, rebeccabouchel.com. And, there she is. Um, you can find it if you can spell it. We'll put but, the link in the show notes. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, just hit me up. I, I've i got some auditions coming up, so maybe something will happen. But if not, I'm teaching a bunch. Yeah, break some And cool. that's it. that's all she wrote all right well we're connor and i never change um truly you can find our podcast twitter at bits over b-way our gmail is the same we now have a facebook page so like us there bits over b-way uh follow us on soundcloud subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. rate and review us 
that would be great. Um, yeah, rating and reviewing actually does really help podcasts. Yes, yeah, so if so you could. Like, Even if you hate it, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> just leave a review. Let yeah. me know what I should work on. Tell me to stop using my business voice. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Maybe you'd prefer a different voice. No. Uh, As anyway. always, you can find me on Twitter at CRELIA12. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm not interesting on social media, so don't come find me right now. <laughs> I'm just real sad all the time. So just send me sad songs. You can do that at Meryl K on Twitter. Send me all your sad songs. Amazing. Um, okay. Well, Becky, thank you so much yeah, thank for calling you so much, in. Becky. This show thank you great. for having me. I am honored. You're the best in the biz and we love you. Um, oh that's all from us. And yeah. we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. And most of the time...